Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verscher. I'm so glad you joined us today and so glad I have finally had the opportunity to get somebody on the show that I've been wanting to get on the show for a long time and frankly reconnect with. So ladies and gentlemen, glad to have with us today John Daniels. He is the president of Chelsea Lumber Company. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vic. And it's good to hear your voice. It's been a lot of years. <laughs> it has. We don't want to keep him in suspense on all this. John and I go all the way back. We're the class of 78 Chelsea Bulldogs. So all the way back to those years that we played football together and had a chance to kind of get in trouble a little bit. So, John, it's just great to reconnect. But there's been so many things that have happened along the way and such things that can be a lot of fun, a lot of challenges along the way. And it's been 40 years. Glad we're going to have a chance to get back into that. But before we get into all of that, tell me real quick, what is it that the president of Chelsea Lumber does? Well, my dad would never, he didn't like titles, you know, but I am the president and I'm not a big fan of titles either, but I do a lot of buying and purchasing of the commodities here. But most importantly, what I do is I really try to have the different departments we have, whether it's outside sale, counter, consumer, homeowners coming in, big developers, that type of thing that come into us. I try to keep the departments in sync with each other, even though they have their different areas. And that's very important to me that As big as we are, which a lot of times fools people on how big we are when they come into the store, I want it to be that family atmosphere that everyone is connected here and it's a family-oriented business and atmosphere and experience when you walk out. We are definitely independent and the box stores are out there and we are very, very competitive with those box stores. And I am a big part of making that happen. But most importantly, which I'm very proud of, Vic, is we have very little turnover here, which goes back to what I just stated, is that that family atmosphere and those relationships with my employees is very important. And we have people that have been here 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. That's not uncommon. And I'm really proud of that. And that I'm from the same cloth as my father, who's been a tremendous mentor to me. And I want to keep that atmosphere. And I'm proud to say that I think I have. Well, I think that's really a tribute to you and, of course, your family. And I'm really excited about this conversation today. John, because one of the things that I think comes out that a lot of people can't say is that Chelsea Lumber has been around since 1908, so over a 100 years, and all that time it's been in the Daniels family, correct? That is correct. It started with my grandpa Daniels, and it was Chelsea, Cole, and Green back then. Lumber was not involved. My dad would tell me stories of grandpa telling him as a high schooler to get up in that train car and he would be go up there with a shovel and go in that train car and he would shovel out coal for the entire day (laughs) day day after day after day wait a minute i'm the owner's son that's not right and that was grandpa i mean he was gonna work did my father and make him, you know, really know the business and shoveling grain and coal was a big part of it. And that's what he would do. And then we eventually, my grandpa got involved in the lumber industry and brought lumber in. 
And then the coal and grain just slowly kind of slid out of the business and uh, lumber became much more prominent. Well, it's interesting that you talk about rail cars because my memory of Chelsea Lumber growing up in that area was it was down by the railroad tracks over there right beside Jiffy Mixes. Is that That's where it all correct. started? That is correct. Yeah. Dad has many pictures and he put together an album and it shows the basements, you know, the basement being dug for the showroom <laughs> right there where you're talking about. Yeah right next to the tracks and then jiffy mixes right there and you know it was pretty tough those semi trailers for jiffy mix would come in and they'd have to come through the parking lot of the lumber company with cars <laughs> and find its way back into jiffy mix and the mills there so yeah it was tight quarters for those that are paying attention jiffy mix is no small neighbor i mean they're a pretty good sized organization especially today they've grown and are truly, I believe, a worldwide organization right there in your hometown. But there's lots of growth that's happened and lots of story here to unpack as we talk about the amazing Daniels family in the Chelsea Lumber Company that started at Chelsea Coal and Grain in 1908. And today, John is, I believe, the third president. So, John, we're so glad to have you with us. So glad you could join us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. We do office and have been exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI is celebrating its 30th anniversary as a premier office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. Find out what DBI can do for your office at dbis.com. And we're back here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verstrow, and I'm so grateful to have with us today John Daniels. He's president of the Chelsea Lumber Company. Some of you probably have heard of this organization. They're a very good-sized organization that helps in a lot of ways do all kinds of fantastic building and just remodeling projects, everything else around the state. But they've been doing it since 1908 in a lot of different ways and growing as a company. But John, you know, when you got started, I knew your dad, Bob Daniels, and frankly, because I was in the lumberyard from time to time, and he was there working every single day and highly visible. So that was one of those things where you probably started as a young man running around the lumberyard and getting told the very important rule of step back, get out of the way. Also, people that were working could get things done, right? There's no question there, Vic. I'll never forget it when my father told me it. You know, when you turned 15, you know, back in that day, which would have been what 1975, and I was born in 1960. So he said, you know, you'll go to work at 15. Well, he wasn't kidding because 
you know, as soon as school got out, the next day, I was working at the lumber company that summer. And he had me pulling weeds all around the lumber company and uh, picking up and... Skilled jobs, right? The ones you had to have a lot of education on. Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, he had me picking up and cleaning and doing all that type of thing. And then every summer... Without a question, from 15 years up, you know, even as I went off to college and come back for the summers, I would work there all summer long. And he had me do different things. I worked in the hardware area and stocking shelves when I was younger and coming through high school. And then next thing, I was what's called the loader, who would hmm. help the customers that needed things oh, out sure. in the yard. Yeah. And uh, I would load their truck or car and get what they needed and send them on their way. And then back in that day, Vic, I eventually started driving a truck and doing deliveries. And at that time, I was 17, 18 years old. But back in those days, as you know, I mean, it's nothing like it was today. I mean, it was my dad took me out and taught me how to do a stick shift in his old blue Valiant. And (laughs) And we're off. We did that for a day. And he said, well, you ought to be good now. So... You'll be good to drive those trucks tomorrow. Go get them, Tiger. <laughs> well, and where's the CDL license and all the other things, right? It was oh, just wasn't yeah. there. It wasn't there, and <laughs> you didn't have to have it. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm in one of the trucks, and, you know, I'm delivering to Brighton or Pinckney or Dexter or wherever, and I'm doing a stick shift, and here we go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's what it was back then. And my father was just, you know, he wanted you to learn on the go. And that was important to do. And so I did that and I drove truck for quite a while. And then when I came back from college, Vic, I said, you know, I really want to work at Chelsea Lumber Company. I love it, dad. I want to be here. I want to do this. And he had the old school approach, you know, and which was great. And I had to work the sales counter and learn windows and doors and cabinetry and lumber supplies and it was the old school teaching but what great perspective to give you all of that and interesting and so i was kind of thinking john as you were talking about you know it was almost sink or swim with the stick shift thing and it reminds me of the old story of the little boy that went out and dad's going to teach me how to swim today and dad threw him overboard and said good luck with that you know and (laughs) the only problem is the kid said well why'd you tie rocks on my feet i don't know (laughs) So what's going on there, Dad? You know, but you know, even with that, you didn't get scared off. And tell me, when you went to college, what did you take up in college? When I went to college, I took up business and economics. And to be honest, Vic, I did not finish. I did not finish college. I went to Western Michigan. I did not finish. And it was a very long discussion with my father, who was a Michigan alumni, and graduated from University of Michigan with honors. And I said, Dad, I want to work. Mm. And, you know, that learning from the ground up and that old school approach was exactly what I needed. That's what I wanted to do. And I knew it, but he was going to make me go from the ground up. And I'm so happy that he did. And just being able to learn the business And watch him and his leadership and watch that on a day-to-day basis as I continued to get older was just 
so impactful for me. Really irreplaceable. I mean, honestly, and kind of priceless if you think about it, because today as president of the organization, multi-million dollar operation and serving people all across the state, doing great things there and having that perspective that you just shared. It's kind of incredible. It's no surprise why people are sticking with you as an organization, as an employer, some of the family values and work ethic that Daniel's family has exhibited all those years. And we're so glad you're sharing it with us here today, John. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back and welcome John Daniels. He's the president of the Chelsea Lumber Company. He's joined us here on the Michigan Business Network and we're so glad to have some of his thoughts here on the Leadership Lowdown. And you know, John, as I think about some of what you just shared with me, I'm just so impressed because I've known your family, watched them from afar. And of course, one of the things that I think really came about is that you kind of did it all coming up, whether it was your dad in his early years shoveling coal off the rail cars as it came into town, or whether it was you looking at all of the individual jobs. One of the things that I think is interesting, and I was kidding earlier, you know, my dad's advice when he was trying to teach me things was, get back! And so when I'm working with him in the garage, you know, it's like, what, what? I didn't learn a lot of those things. And so there's a lot of really great things that your dad did for you. But I wonder, what are you finding in today's employees as you're looking at these new generation of employees? Because Lots of times we're calling the appliance repair guy rather than dad doing it himself like your dad and my dad would have done. So tell me, does that impact who you're hiring, what you got? No question it does, Vic. And it's an interesting subject and topic that you bring up because, you know, again, I mentioned earlier that my dad was an alumni. He graduated with honors. But one of the strongest things my father told me as I started to be part of management, but he was the president, but he would share with me, he would say, John, this is true. And to this day that I can have this scholar student that went to college, four-year degree, smart as can be, but he does not have people skills. Mm, And here I can interview the next guy who might not have gone to college, maybe did, maybe didn't. But boy, does he have a personality. He is terrific with people. He's communicating. He's looking me in the eye. We're having conversation. He's creating conversation. He's a people person. And 
Every single time dad said, I will take that individual automatic, hands down. If you're a people person, you sell yourself and you create that relationship with those customers. That is half the sale right there. And it wasn't that he was disregarding education, but he was valuing that other intangible element of you can deal with people, you've got a personality, right? Because he sent you off to a pretty good college and you had to work your way through and everything. But honestly, the idea is that he saw beyond the sheepskin. Right. He was an advocate for education without any question about it. But people's skills were definitely high on his list. And if you had that ability and you had that talent within, that carried a lot of weight. And so if he could land somebody with an education and those skills, you've put icing on the cake. Yeah. So John, when you get into that scenario, you probably aren't doing a lot of hiring right now, but in terms of interviewing for some of your front door people. But anyways, tell me about how do you pass it on to people that are hiring in your organization? And are there elements that you look for when you do get into that hiring? I know you mentioned looking me in the eye and you get the feel for them, but any other intangibles? And how do you coach that when you're talking to people that are making these hiring decisions in your organization? Well, I like to, and I do a lot of that still, Vic. Really? Is I do a lot of the interviewing and a lot of the hiring. I'm a big part of that. And I think the reason for that is because of what my father taught me, you know? And so, sure, I have a resume and I look at that resume. And again, if there's education on there and they have got a degree that is a big plus without any question but then i go into reading the individual and the more that i can get them to speak and talk and communicate to me and about the specific jobs and what they've done and why they want this job what can they bring to this job if i can get them to talk about loyalty relationships that they have just to be able to read that and see what type of person the best I can. That's very important to me because I want that person to be able to communicate and be confident in looking people in the eye and being confident in wanting to help them. Well, I think that's really amazing because, you know, I'm thinking all the way back to, you know, when I left Chelsea High School, I got involved with a national agricultural youth organization called the FFA. And one of the things that happened is right after I didn't make the national office spot, I was hired in by Farm Bureau at age 20. And I had never been to college. And I was the youngest field man that they had hired. Interesting enough, the guy that hired me told me this story many years later that he said that his supervisor said, I don't want to hire this guy. He doesn't have an education. And so basically the guy stuck to his guns, hired me anyways. And I'll never forget his whole point was, if he doesn't make it, it's going to be you that leave with him. And of course, that was 38 years later and it all seemed to work out pretty well. But, you know, I think that that's something amazing because you've got a different path and your dad was brilliant enough to pass it on to you, and we're certainly glad. Then it explains a lot on why people love working for Chelsea Lumber. And it's one of the reasons why we love having you right here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back.
something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. John Daniels is the president of Chelsea Lumber Company, a hundred year plus company that has had so many great successes. But I have to ask you, John, along the way, there's got to be some challenges. When I think about the headlines of a hundred years worth of economic ups and downs, and I think about something as tentative as the building trades arena, you have had to have been through it all. I got to believe, or at least your organization has, right? There's no question, Vic. Chelsea Lumber Company has been through it all starting in 1908. And, you know, my grandpa did, whether through the deep depression in, the, in 1932 was certainly not easy from the stories that my father has told me. And then, you know, we faced in the early 80s, Back in the Jimmy Carter days, if people can remember that, you know, and interest rates were 20, 22%. Can you imagine buying a house? You just didn't at that time. At 20% interest, you didn't. You absolutely did not. What you did is you might fix up what you already have, and that was even minimal. But my father... He had a big heart, and it was very, very difficult because he was laying people off that had been here eight, nine, ten years. And I was working at the time. I was 20, 21, and I had just come back from college. And he laid me off, which he absolutely should, and said, you know, can you go back to school for a little bit? So I went back to college for a semester, actually two semesters. And then when the economy started to recover, then I came back to work. But that was very, very difficult for my father to lay people off. And then, you know, everyone has experienced the 2008. And this Mm. is the building industry is very cyclical. And 2008 was the most difficult recession. It had us laying off longtime employees. My father, at that time, we were just trying to keep our doors open. There was over 30 independent lumber companies in the state of Michigan that closed their doors. Oh, my word. In this 2008 period? In the 2008 period. Wow. And 2007, 2008, 30 independents closed. It doesn't seem like a big number, but it is a big number. And again, we did everything. We were just trying to keep our doors open. And I get emotional because my father did everything he could. He was not going to let the ship sink. He just wasn't. And not on his watch, right? The house. He took a personal note with Chelsea State Bank that he had been working with for 30 some years. Wow. And if he would not have done what he did personally, Vic, we would not have made it. We would have had to close. And he made that happen. And we recovered and the economy started to recover. And I remember my father, you know, when you lose money in 09 and 10 and 11, and we did, we lost money. And he passed away September 1 of 2012. 
And true story, that August, prior to his passing, we closed our books at the end of the month like we always did at the end of each month. And we were in the black. We had (laughs) made it back. And my father knew that as of August 30th, that we had made it back. And he passed away the following day. And um, that was to know that he knew we made it back. And the part that he played to basically save the lumber company, people will never forget. I'll never forget. Town people never forget it. And we've been fortunate that the economy has been fantastic for a lot of years since then. Well, and really, Jack, what you're talking about, you said save the lumber company, but he saved all the family careers and jobs and families that have been counting on that company. So it wasn't just saving the family business. It was all of the people that went with that, that kept their families afloat during that tough time in what truly is a cyclical period. And when you think about companies like that, that go through those type of economic deals, there are a few industries that are very susceptible to the economy. And that is certainly one of them. I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking about having just watched It's a Wonderful Life over the holidays, and it feels like he's the hometown George Bailey. If you remember when they had the run on the bank and they were dancing because they put two little dollar bills back in the safe to see if they would grow into something more. And what a great, tremendous story. And of course, isn't it interesting to see what he meant to the community and what he means to you as a proud son of somebody that truly is an icon. So John, congratulations. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. back right here on the Leadership Lowdown with the Michigan Business Network and with John Daniels, who is the president of Chelsea Lumber Company, organization that was formed in 1908. And we're talking about some of the ups and downs of having a family operation in a cyclical business that's susceptible to an industry that can be beat up pretty hard with the economy. And of course, one of the biggest things that happens is when you have an icon like Bob Daniels, your dad, in position, and now you've got to take over for him coming out of a tough time, but at least the company has made it to the black. You know, it's interesting. And of course, family businesses are something, and you have an interesting family. I know you've got a brother, a lot of us do, but you've got a sister as well, right? 
That's correct. I'm the baby of the family. <laughs> okay. My brother, Jeff Daniels, is five years older than I am. Okay. And then my sister is just almost three years older than I am. What was their interest in the business? Did they come alongside you as a young person? I know Jeff, I remember it was big news in Chelsea when he was on the original Hawaii Five O as a guest actor. That was kind of where I first had heard about somebody from Chelsea making it on the TV. But was he involved and was your sister involved in the business like you were? My sister was not. She was a physical therapist and she went into that field and she never came out of it until she retired. So ah, okay. she was not involved. My brother, dad treated him similar to as he did me back in high school and said, Jeffrey, you're going to come to work at the lumber company in the <laughs> summer and that's what you're going to do. And so Jeff did that in the high school years and then a couple years in college but it was not an interest of Jeff's and Jeff's interest was acting and he's had a very very successful and continues to have a successful career and a long career too obviously over, yeah over 40 years of being in that business and that is a tough business and yeah. to be doing it over 40 years is tremendous and Jeffrey is obviously in that period he learned a tremendous amount he was my big brother and he means a lot to me and always has and when dad passed jeffrey had a conversation with me and i'll never forget it that with his experience in the acting world his philosophy was if you are more prepared and more knowledgeable when you walk into that meeting or you walk into whatever setting you're walking into if you're more prepared and knowledgeable, there's less surprises, and you will be successful. Mm. And that stuck with me, and that's what approach I've always taken. Well, and how powerful is that? Because, you know, I think there's so many takeaways just in that conversation, John, because one of the things that I think is really powerful is, look, a lot of people play with titles. And you said early on in this conversation that titles just aren't you, nor was it important to your dad. But what you just shared was just because you are the owner or you are now the guy in charge, it doesn't mean you can cavalierly show up and just wing it. You had to be prepared. You had to be a student and you had to be able to step up and fill some pretty gargantuan shoes in the form of Bob Daniels because he took the organization through some pretty tough times. And to your point, he was the George Bailey that did some amazing things when it had to be done to make the organization successful. So I think that that's great coaching. And one of the things that's important is having some of those mentors and conversations along the way. I think that's powerful. You probably had some of those with your dad. You had some with your brother. Anybody else comes to mind that were like, you know what? They came alongside me at a time when I needed it the most. Anything like that come to mind? The only one that really sticks out with me, and initially I wasn't a big fan of his back in the day, and you're going to remember the name, Vic, and that's Mr. Terpstra, Paul Terpstra. <laughs> sure. He was a teacher at Chelsea. He was a teacher. Yeah. And he was a tough teacher at Chelsea High School, and... He was one of my coaches for JV basketball and varsity baseball, and uh, we didn't see eye to eye, and it wasn't due to anything he was doing wrong. It was me being a darn teenager. Yeah, that happens. Not doing the right things, but, uh, you know, along with my father and Mr. Terpstra, Paul Terpstra, it's honesty. Mm -hmm. It's loyalty to your team. 
those two things, honesty and loyalty, I'll never forget how important that was and expressed by Paul Terpstra to me. And now, you know, years later, you get smarter as you get older, I hope. And I think I did. And I remembered that and never forgot it. And my dad would preach those same things. Lessons learned from so many years ago. Man, that's great. It's great to hear the name Mr. Terpstra again. Brings me back so many years. Oh, man, I just really enjoyed this opportunity to catch up with John Daniels right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Our final segment, Man Time Has Flown By, here with John Daniels, who's the president of Chelsea Lumber Company. So grateful that he spent some time with us today to hear about some of the amazing things that happened in a 100-year-plus family organization, and really glad to hear about some of the great things that have happened. The challenges are always something, but really exciting for me is the triumphs. And so when you think about what's happened, Chelsea has grown. It started out, as we mentioned, coal and grain and morphed into a force in the state of Michigan as an independent lumber company. And, of course, what's interesting is that all that you guys have done, you've grown a little bit, too. I was talking about being down there by the railroad tracks. You moved, I think, would be to the south side of town with a sprawling complex. But you have other properties as well that you've expanded with, right? That's correct, Vic. Back in early 2007, we purchased a company, Bridgewater Lumber Company, and they had a store in Saline, and then they had a store in a small town, Bridgewater, Michigan. And the ownership, they owned both stores, and we purchased both those stores and was a very exciting purchase and then a difficult time to follow to get through the recession. But again, we did that as we talked about previously, and then it's been very rewarding. The Selene store, the Bridgewater store are doing very well. And to have become part of Chelsea Lumber Company was very exciting and continues to be exciting, you know, to this day. And there are some terrific people. Again, a lot of those people, we did not lose very many people at all. A lot of stayed on board, which was terrific, and they've been on board ever since. Well, tell me about the things you guys get into. If I had a vacant land, would I call you guys and say, what's next? I mean, how detailed do you get into a building project, or maybe it's more commercial? What is it you specialize in? We actually do, which I'm proud of, Vic, is we do commercial projects. 
We work with a lot of the big developers that are in the area in Michigan, and we also work with the homeowners. They're as important to us as some of these big accounts. We get many homeowners coming in. I mean, it can be from windows and doors to cabinetry to decks to just simply fixing something at home that the homeowner wants to fix. So we really are broad and we don't want to narrow ourselves down to just being a specific only contractor type place. We want homeowners to feel welcome here and they are a big part of our business. We call them the do-it-yourselfers. And along with that is the commercial side and residential side with the builders. Sure. Well, tell me, somebody made contact with your organization. Do you have a quarterback that could kind of show them what direction and get them in touch with the right people in your organization? Absolutely. When they come in, depending on what they're pursuing, what they're after, really helps direct them into what area we need to go. If it's a new contractor, then we're going to pursue the contractor sales area and outside salespeople if they want them. If it's homeowners, then we have our general counter with our counter people there that specifically work with all the homeowners and whatever tasks or projects they have. And some will come in that want to build a house and we can certainly help them without any question with material lists and putting together the costs of what that house is going to cost them on the material side. And so it's a wide gamut. Well, and so where would they start, John? Are they headed to the website? Is that probably the best place? Either way, Vic, the website is www.chelsealumber.com is one place they can certainly start. Absolutely can connect to us through via email. Certainly call us at our 800 numbers, which are different for each store, but are on the website. Yeah. So they can connect with us. The website is very popular and all the information is there with the phone numbers and how to get to us and what store is the easiest one to get to. Well, that's great. John, I am just so thrilled to have a chance to unpack the Daniel story and the exciting part about making it through it all to survive as an independent lumber organization, lumber yard building company. Just so glad Chelsea Lumber is here and so glad you're at the helm. And I think we're about out of time, but I think you've got some good news that you might be absolutely adding to the number of Daniels that have been in the organization with the potential of your son coming home too, right? Vic, you just read my mind. I am so proud and so thrilled that my son, Spencer Daniels, who's going on 37 years old, we're getting older every day, (laughs) and he is going to be making a new career with Chelsea Lumber Company. He's coming from Chicago, where he's been very successful with what he's done there, but he really wants to be involved in Chelsea Lumber Company, and he can't wait. And that's going to be within the next year or two that he comes over. And that will be the fourth generation of Daniels with Chelsea Lumber Company. And I couldn't be happier. Now, that's impressive. John, thank you so much. We're just really glad to be with you today. Thank you. 
All the best to Chelsea Lumber as they continue four generations in. And at the helm is my old friend, John Daniels. So grateful that he could be with us today. So grateful that you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherow. Can't wait to talk to you next time.